Hey, I'm Michael, online pastor at Silverdale Baptist Church, and I'm excited to welcome you to our podcast. Now, after you listen to this episode, I hope you'll stick around for just a moment. I'll be sharing about some resources we have for you, as well as a few things going on at Silverdale right now that we would love for you to be a part of. Now, I really hope this podcast is just what you need today to help you in your relationship with Jesus. Welcome to Pre-Service, a podcast all about preparing you for worship at Silverdale Baptist Church. My name is Michael, he's Kevin, and we're excited you're with us today. Yes, we Kevin. are. We're having fun already, brother. It's, <laughs> it's a blessed time for us. We we had to turn everything on just so you all could join in with us, okay? <laughs> so uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Um, if you're anywhere, we're on a third week of a new series this year. Uh, right now, we're going through Hebrews. Yep. And so we've been through a couple of weeks, and, and we're starting this week on a new passage here in chapter 2. So, uh, Michael, I think... Uh, yeah, so our pastor is is teaching through Hebrews right now. Yes. Um, and and what, a, what an exciting oh, passage goodness. this is. And Kevin, man, as you and I spend time in this book together talking about it, making our observations yes. about this passage, uh, man, it's exciting stuff, y'all. Yeah. It's not easy. No, no, that's the thing. It it is something that you can understand, you can you can sure. apply. has a has a ton of information about Jesus, about us, implications about our relationship with God. But you have to spend time. You've you've got to dig into God's Word, spend some time with Him, and uh, in some cases we go back to other references. But man, it is so heavy with stuff. It's just awesome. It really is. I awesome. love it. So if this is your first time with us, what we're doing is. We're using the SOAP method of Bible study, scripture, observation, application, and prayers, what SOAP stands for. It's an acronym. And for this project, we're spending our time reading the scripture and making observations about the scripture. Kevin, we might talk a little bit about application as, as oh, something yeah. stands yeah, out absolutely. to us. But for the most part, we're making observations about this. And hopefully through this process, we're modeling what that can look like for you in, in your life and in your study. And and the heart behind all of this is to help prepare you for worship when you come on Saturday or Sunday, depending on when you worship. And really, it doesn't matter what campus you worship at. Yep. Here in Silverdale, it doesn't matter which campus pastor is preaching. Right. That Sunday, we're not getting into the specifics of a sermon. We're just going over the passage. It's yeah. going to be used. And, yeah. and if you do want to get into some of the application and maybe see some people modeling that process, there's a whole other podcast or, or series that goes hand in hand with this. So not only are we on the front end trying to say, hey, here's the passage coming up, spend a little bit of time reading this. And, you know, here are some questions that we came up with. But after the sermon has been preached in the following week, there's another podcast that comes up, Takeaway. And you can actually see Michael talking with somebody else. You, it, it won't be me in the chair. It'll be somebody else in the chair. Michael's talking <laughs> to him. And they'll be talking about application of that passage in their personal lives and and uh, how they took the message that the pastor, and it may be Tony, it may be one of the campus pastors, yeah. delivers and applied that, what what it really affected them and how, how they uh, saw change in their life and and made decisions. It's fun, man. And it Kevin, is. It, it maybe, is yeah. maybe one of these days we need to do a crossover episode, you know, you know where, what? That'd be awesome. Or you come over here and we bring Ricky back. And, sorry, you, me, and Ricky sitting down somewhere and talking. That, <laughs> I, I tell you what, we're not going to hit that fifteen to twenty minute limit in that, brother. You're going to be cutting. We're going to be cutting video all week. It, it would just, be fun. It would be fun. It I would, would be love a lot it. Of fun. I would love it. I don't know if you all want to listen to it or not, but we <laughs> would have fun doing it. 
You know, one of the, uh, the, the, the things that I find most enjoyable about this is being able to spend some time thinking about what our pastors are going to be preaching on yes. in preparation for worship. Now, we yes. say that every single week, that this is a podcast to help prepare you for worship. But you know, as you and I were talking earlier, I want to share this with you all um, online or if you're listening to this in your car, watching or listening. This is not something I had access to growing up wow. in church. I, you know, you would come to church and you had no idea what the pastor was going to preach. I would show up on Sunday morning, and they would have a stack of folded uh-huh. bulletins, right? Uh-huh. And you would pick it up, and you would look, okay, what songs are we singing? And then down there, you would see the pastor will be preaching about this passage. And sometimes it didn't even have a title to the sermon, so you didn't know which way the pastor was going to go. But it wasn't like I could plan for it. I mean, right. whatever I'm reading on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it, it probably, odds are, it would not be related to that sermon. And uh, I, I didn't have a whole lot of follow-up on the back end either, other than what I did personally. I, but there wasn't a whole lot of sharing. Same, same with me. And you know, over the years as a church, we have we've 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 provided things to help with that. We've provided reading plans for different sermon series. We've provided devotionals for different sermon series. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this is but, a new approach, a new project. To, yeah. To the help hope with is that. that this and takeaway between pre-service before and takeaway after. Uh, the hope is that we extend your engagement, or we at least encourage you to extend your engagement with the passage. We're convinced, Michael and I, after talking, that the more time you spend in God's Word on that passage and putting your life before the Lord, asking Him, Lord, what would you teach me from this passage? What can I know about you? What can I know about me? What would you have me to do, Lord? you're going to find that your relationship with the Lord grows sweeter. It grows deeper. You you enjoy that change that He is making in you to make you more like Christ. Um, I think that's, yeah. that's really a thing that we yeah. see, that when you when you find that deeper connection and, and, and you realize God's changing something in me to make me like His Son, and I begin to see that working out in my life, yeah. in my family, in my work. Um, and God didn't give us a book that we can't understand. He no. didn't say, here's my word. I wish you the best. That's not his nature. <laughs> it's not his it's, nature. I, that, that's what we saw the, the couple of weeks ago in Hebrews. He's yeah. a God who communicates. He, he doesn't just say stuff so he, he can say, look how awesome I am. He, he but says stuff sometimes, it's valuable. But sometimes it doesn't come easy. That's true. Sometimes no it takes work. And so hopefully through this process, we can we can yep. model for you how you can spend some time in God's Word preparing for worship. And, and, and really in whatever Bible study you're a part of, this, this works, this yeah. helps. It, it's a part of the process of growing in our faith. Exactly. So we're looking at Hebrews chapter 2, verses 5 through 18. Kevin, do you want to read those? I would love to read today? these, brother. For it was not to angels that God subjected the world to come, of which we are speaking. It has been testified somewhere. What is man that you are mindful of him, or the son of man that you care for him? You made him a little for a little while lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor, putting everything in subjection under his feet. Now in putting everything in subjection to him, he left nothing outside his control. At present, we do not yet see everything in subjection to him, but we see him who, for a little while, was made lower than the angels, namely Jesus, crowned with glory and honor because of the suffering of death so that by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. For it is fitting that he, 
for whom and by whom all things exist, in bringing many sons to glory, should make the founder of their salvation perfect through suffering. For he who sanctifies and those who are sanctified all have one source. That is why he is not ashamed to call them brothers, saying, I will tell of your name to my brothers. In the midst of the congregation, I will sing your praise. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children God has given me. Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same things, that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver all those who, through fear of death, were subject to lifelong slavery. For surely it is not angels that he helps, but he helps the offspring of Abraham. Therefore, he had to be made like his brothers in every respect so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For because he himself has suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. Kevin, you are so much better at reading the scripture out loud than me. I don't know that that's I, true, but I, I appreciate it, brother. I, you know what I wish, though? Is, as you're reading, one of the things that, that came to my mind was um, there isn't a, like there's all kinds of audio Bibles. Yes. Nobody from Dayton's ever you know, there's, there's a reason before. for that, brother. I, I don't believe anybody from Dayton has recorded that. My, I think my fellow that, Daytonians, you know, Ray Countyans, you're with I me. think that there's something there, man. It's, you could be the first Southern. Could, Bible. I, could we have like an ESV audio Bible, like the Southern version? Read, red, red with, a, with a Dayton, Tennessee <laughs> flavor to it. We we could. I don't know that there would be a whole lot of call for it, but man, what a passage. Oh, it really was. So, oh. you know, my, my kids and I, we are... And my wife, my, my family and I, we are in the morning times, we'll spend about 15 minutes at the breakfast table because that's the time that works best for us. We, right. you know, we've, we've tried in the evenings, but I've got teenagers and so they're scattered in right. the evenings with all these different activities. And so in the morning times, we will come together and we have to be intentional about this, right? Yes. We had to make oh, a decision yeah. that at breakfast, we would spend about 15 minutes doing this very thing, uh, reading the scripture in different translations and making some observations. And, and honestly, we, we, we don't have like scripted written out questions to ask. We're just looking at the text and we're asking questions about it. We haven't looked at this text yet. I look forward to doing that because yeah, we're a little bit ahead. Of we are ahead. Here, so, when yeah. we get there, we will. And, and I'll go back and listen to this and hopefully it'll be helpful. I hope so too. Well, I'll let you know if this was any good for me. Today, uh, <laughs> we're going to be in the same boat. We do ours at night, but we're, we're going to be in the same boat. So I'll I'll definitely go back and see what we said. So one of the, you know, and we're not going to, there's so much in this passage, we're not going to have time oh, to go through all of it, but no way. one of the observations that that I made in looking at this, one of the things that stands out to me in this passage is in verse 10. Uh, and it says in verse 10, for it was fitting that he, and I'm going to skip a portion uh, right now I am, for it was fitting that he should make the founder of their salvation perfect through suffering. Mm. And man, that just, I, I, I highlighted that and I wrote that down and I spent some time thinking about this today and just really trying to get my mind around what this is saying for it's fitting that he, and you know, as I observe this, this is talking about God and, and it says that for whom, by whom all things exist and bringing many sons to glory, it's fitting that he, in order to bring many sons to glory should make the founder 
which is an interesting phrase, right? Yes. The founder of their salvation, perfect. How? Through suffering. Brother, that one verse has so much in it to unpack yeah. and dig into. Yeah, so much, so much. So, so why? Why was it fitting for God? Was one of the questions that, that jumped yes. out at me. Why is it fitting for God to make Jesus suffer? Yes. And, and I think that's the question, because I had the same question okay. reading through this. But I think that's the kind of question that we're trying to, to show yeah. and share. When I read this, I have questions. Why? Why is it fitting? What, what was the satisfying part of that? What part of that did it fit? Did it fit God's holiness? Did, did it fit the, the uh, nastiness of my rebellion and my sin? What made it so fitting? Yeah. And for whom was it fitting? Was it what fitting about Jesus? for God? Yeah, how does it fit for Jesus? I mean, you know he, made it, he's like, in Gethsemane. For you to connect with him, you're going to have to go suffer. That's it. Why? And he's like, Lord, you know, Father, if it's your will, you know, if it's yeah. possible, let this pass, let this cup pass But not. Me. But it, if not, your will be done, right? And obviously not. And obviously, obviously not, not, but but we that's realize, what happened. That's what the Hebrew authors go back and said. He did this yep. because this is the only thing he could do. Right? It was the it, only answer that satisfied. But why? And, so so yeah. when I was looking at this, I, I, that was, and that's something I'm still processing. I'll be I'll be transparent with you all. This is something that that I'm still thinking through. Um, and, why did he have to suffer? Why did he? the founder of their salvation. I think there was another neat translation of that uh, verse or that phrase that stood out to me. Um, you can go and I would encourage you to, to look up founder and, and uh, see if you can come find some other words that, that are similar to that, some parallel words for that. Um, but so that's, that's a question I have. I don't, I don't want to just turn loose of an answer here. I want you to go look up yeah. that passage, spend some time processing that and making some observation. And, and like you said too. before, as we were talking about this, God intends for His Word to be understood, mm -hmm. right? It, mm -hmm. he, he intends to communicate. He, we, we saw in the first week, two weeks ago, we saw that God has communicated, first through the prophets, later through His Son Jesus, right? That was back at the beginning of chapter 1. If He's a God who communicates about Himself, if He's a God who presents Himself and makes Himself knowable, then passages like this that make me question why, who, what, those things, you know, how yeah. did he do that? He has answers for me. Yeah. They're in his word. I can look, I can find, I can talk with other believers. That's part of the joy and the blessing of being in community. Um, so while our intent this week is not to say, well, I think it's this. Yeah, right? yeah, right. That's a little bit of what you were talking about <laughs> that, earlier. That's what we're talking about. Because there's so many other questions I have in that that I would love to try to lay out, and that's just part of my nature. I want to go blah, tell you everything I, I start, I've read I, about this. You and I are obviously going to have a big <laughs> discussion once we turn the cameras off. We're going to have to, and, because yeah. it says it says in here too, and I get excited about these things. So here, here I am jumping in. Right, it says in here too that not only did he have to suffer, but as I'm reading this, he should make the founder of their salvation perfect. Yes, through suffering. Through, oh, so that's huge. What does it mean for Jesus to, to have be to made be perfect. made perfect? I mean, yeah. we can't be talking about morally perfect, right? No, because we he know was. that he knew no sin. Absolutely. From other passages in the Bible, that's an you know. So what does that what does that use of perfect in this mean? context yeah. mean? Yeah. I'll tell you what, I've looked it up and I have a I have a better understanding now because I've taken some time thinking about this. Have you done that? Want to encourage you to do that if you haven't? Because let me ask you something. Uh -huh. When you looked it up and you looked to see what other people had said, and and you looked at the definition and you looked at the terms, and maybe maybe you drove it down to, into the Greek. What what does that word mean here? What are the flavors? However, it was. 
when you got to a place where you had a much more complete answer, yeah. how, how did you feel about that? Being able to read this passage again with some different ideas about it. Yeah. So as, as I think about, again, Jesus, uh, the, the founder of our faith, right? Um, that he was made perfect. Um, the, another word for founder is pioneer in that. And it, some of the commentary that I read and some of the things that I looked at went back to like Moses and how he was the pioneer of yeah. bringing them from bondage out of slavery, supposed to be towards the promised land. We know how that didn't right. work out exactly right. Um, worked out according to God's plan, right? But yes. it didn't work out according to the way Moses thought it was going to. Uh, but he was a, a, a pioneer of sorts. And, and so there were some parallels uh, said about that. Um, but as I, as I, as I explored what it meant for Jesus to be made perfect, um, it, it really was encouraging to my soul to understand that the, for, for Jesus to reach his intended goal Mm -hmm. of saving me, he had to go through this process. So it wasn't that he was morally made perfect, but the suffering was part of the process, the process. And through that suffering, uh, the process was completed Yeah, and, for and, me to be saved. And, and for so me to think away, about that, I'm like, oh, right. You take you. away not only knowledge, but, but a deeper satisfaction, a, a clearer picture. And it may even affect how you feel going through suffering yeah. in time. It, it could be something to say, I realize there's a purpose here and you know, I've got one. I'm going to jump in for just a second because I know you all have been listening for a little while, and we appreciate that. We don't want to, you know, think lightly of that. Mine was from down in verse 17. Therefore, he had to be made like his brothers in every respect. Now, it, the verse continues on, but man, that one thing, when I read that right off the bat, I'm like, why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. What, what was different about Jesus Mm-hmm. And his brothers, right? Mm-hmm. Whoever his brothers are, and I, I think that's another thing to ask a question: Who are his brothers here? Mm-hmm. But that's the thing that I say to myself: Why did he have to be made like his brothers? Yeah. Now, in this case, there's more before it. If I go all the way back up to fourteen, I can start reading. Well, anytime you see the word "therefore," there, you know, you go look, backwards, right? You got to look says, before. If it says "therefore," go back. Or if you see the, the word "for," what came before the word "for"? What? In, yes, exactly. As in verse ten. And so there's a lot here, but that's the kind of passage that when I'm reading through something like this, that's so profound with with theological import, right? It's it's just. Yeah, pregnant with something. It's like something just waiting to burst forth. And I'm yeah. like, oh, that's awesome. It causes me to ask a question. Why? Who? What? How? How does this happen? Why did it happen? Yeah. Who benefits from it happening? And, and who's he made like? Who are his brothers? Um, those are the kinds of things that when you ask one question, and I think you feel comfortable asking that question, it can rapidly bring on a whole lot of others. Oh my goodness. And I, I go back to that childlike stage where it's like, you know, you know where the parents are like, my kid, they have a million questions, but why? But why? <laughs> but why? Okay, but why? And, and at some point you get to the point where you're like, okay, I'm done. God never gets he to never that point. He never got done. He's, he's never done with answering those questions because he's that much more than we are. He's that much deeper. He is different from us. But anyway, that that oh, just amazes me. It is amazing, it. and we could talk about this all night. We could. Um, so, for, so for your benefit, we won't. We'll we stop. Won't. But hopefully, yeah. you see kind of where we both 
have gone through this passage and and, and so take some time to do that. Take some time. Get some paper, get a pen or grab a computer, make your notes, write down your observations, ask why. We do. Uh, and and let the Lord just open your heart to these passages, uh, at least in part before you come to worship on Sunday. Yeah. And we do hope that you're with us in worship this weekend as, as our pastors Absolutely. preach. We have a service on Saturday night. We have multiple on Sunday morning. At multiple locations. At multiple, yeah. yeah. Uh, online as well. Uh, which is where I will be, and, and probably you too. Yes, I believe so this Sunday. <laughs> so thank you so much for being a part of this. We encourage you, hey, like and subscribe. Tell others about this project. We hope to to grow this so that others, I mean, we're really not interested in growing our own interest No, not here. for us, but but to build that community where we can be talking with other people and, and where people who are in our uh, small local church have more connection with one another. So spend time with the Lord in His Word this week and enjoy Him. Well, I hope this was helpful to you. If while listening, you realized you need to take the next step in your relationship with Jesus, we would love to help you with that. You can connect with us by clicking the link in the show notes to our website and then clicking the connect card button. In our weekend worship services, we are in a sermon series called The Seven Commands of Christ. Jesus gave dozens of commands, and as followers of Jesus, we should obey all of them. Over the next several weeks, we are focusing on seven that will change your life. We would love for you to join each week at one of our campuses, or you can attend online. You will find service times by clicking the link in the show notes to our website. You know, there's so many ways for you to get involved and be a part of what God is doing here at Silverdale, and we really want you to feel welcome and a part. So please stay connected. Be sure to like and follow us on the different social media accounts. You'll find all the links in the show notes of this episode. And lastly, help us spread the word about this podcast. Take a moment to share this episode with your family and friends. Again, we appreciate you listening and hope you will join us again next time.